Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The tickets... Uh, for the Australian Open go on sale today. It's going to be a very different Australian Open from the players' point of view and also the fans. And joining us on the line to chat about the build-up to the first Grand Slam of the year is Todd Woodbridge. Morning, Todd. Good morning, Julian. Sorry, my tad later. I've got quite excited about, you know, the news that we're up and going. So I thought I'd go to the gym and try to get fit for being <laughs> on camera. <laughs> so uh, What are we working yeah, on at the gym? Is look... sort of upper body stuff or what are we working on when you go to the gym these yeah, days? Just... Just to trim down a bit these days. <laughs> uh, but as I'm heading towards 50, um, it's about keeping a little bit of strength because occasionally when I go out and play tennis, um, if I don't do that and I try and serve, well, my serve was never a strength and it's got getting far weaker. <laughs> yeah, and COVID's been pretty tough for staying fit at times, but uh, it's good to it, get back. It has. It's good to get back into the gym. Uh, tickets go on sale, as we mentioned today, Todd, for the Australian yep. Open. It's going to be... It is such a great event for going and watching tennis, but just a great event socially and, and, and for some music and, and just catching up with people. But it's going to be a very different fan experience this year, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Um, it'll still be a great fan experience. And one of the key things that everybody's keen to do with the Open, Tennis Australia and, and the big government, is to help everybody get back going. And by everybody, I mean um, your vendors with food, um, everybody within the city, trying to get more people back into there to support restaurants and those types of things. So those, those offerings are still going to be there for the public to go see. But we've got three different zones. So when, you, when you're going and if you're looking at going with some friends, make sure you buy in that same zone. The zones being Rod Lave Arena, Margaret Court Arena, or John Kane, that was formerly um, Melbourne Arena. Because when you get into those ticketing, you'll be in a section there where You'll get your main court, but you'll also get the opportunity to uh, have a portion of, of, let's say, half of Grand Slam over where you'll be able to meet your friends, watch a few different courts and those types of things. So it won't be the broad spectrum that everybody's used to, but it will still be something that we haven't had this year. Absolutely, and particularly in Melbourne where we've just been starved of uh, live sport. And I guess the good news is too, Todd, I know we're still about six weeks away from the start of the Open, but... So far, so good in terms of all the big names so far saying they're coming. And that includes Roger Federer by the sound of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your entry uh, acceptance list came out yesterday and we have no withdrawals at this point. So that's fantastic. Federer's in Dubai currently, um, having come off two knee scopes that were early in the year. So he's been rehabbing the whole year. And I guess the extra three weeks that we've got to wait for the Open is actually not a bad thing for him because that gives him time to really try and and prep himself. So I won't expect you to go if he isn't 100% in his own mind, but you've got to remember for him, uh, time's running out. He wants to sort of get ahead in that Grand Slam count. Nadal caught him at 20. And you've got to think at 39 next year that we're not going to see too much of him in, at the Australian Open and, and he won't want to let opportunities slip. So he's looking good. I mean, I've been watching Rafa Nadal on social media just training up an absolute storm. 
Um, and, and Novak Djokovic, well, you know what he's like. He won his eighth tournament here last time. So that, that on the men's side, I'm very keen, though, to see how Ash Barty comes out of a year without matches. I know she's fit. She looks terrific, been training hard, but she, she's got to get match play, having not been away since the Australian Open in January of this year. So it, there's a lot of questions out there for a lot of people, but, you know, that's the great thing about a, a Grand Slam tournament. The beginning of it, we, we have no script. And it all unfolds, and, and, and that's always the exciting part of it. Yeah, particularly at Melbourne Park with the Australian Open, it is very difficult to predict because it's the first tournament of the year, or the, big, the first Grand Slam of the year, and particularly this year. I was going to ask you about that. You mentioned you know, such a disjointed year for tennis where a lot of players played a lot of tennis, and some players basically played hardly any. And two that we're very interested in, of course, here in Australia, are Nick Kyrgios and Ash Barty. So... What do you expect from them come the Australian Open, given, uh, as you say, they haven't had much match play at all and uh, have hardly played any tennis in 2020? Yeah, well, well, Nick's the sort of player that can come out and just play well, as long as he's got some practice under his belt. I, I know in Ash's case, prep will be really good. Um, but when she was here last year, made the semis, she'd come off such a brilliant season and a brilliant lead-in as well. She won the lead-in tournament. So we'll get a bit of an indication in that first week um, before the Australian Open. And if I can just go to the, to the lead-up week. So the Open itself starts on the 8th. The 31st, the players will be getting out of quarantine and they'll play leading tournaments. At Melbourne Park in that week, we've got five tournaments. It's quite incredible. We've got an ATP Cup, which has um, it's reduced from 24 teams to 12 this year. But to give everybody a, a match or two, at least, before the, the Open starts after a long break, there will be two WTA 500 series tournaments. That's played at the same time. So two of those and two ATP 250s. So it's five tournaments at Melbourne Park, all played simultaneously. So it's going to be a, a massive lead up. Um, I'm, that's why I'm getting fit because there's going to be a lot of talking to do over all of that. But, you know, when you look at that um, and you go back to the Aussies, the Aussies have a really good chance of, of getting a leg up, if you like, in that they won't have to do that quarantine period of 14 days where they get minimal practice and training. They'll have, they'll have their prep ready. They can be down in Melbourne ready to go, training normally, getting extra you know, match play in terms of set practice. And you've got to hope that they use that to their advantage. Yeah, that's a good point. That that could be an advantage uh, for the Australians. Just going back to Roger Federer, as you said, that uh, he'd be reluctant to come if he doesn't feel almost 100% fit. So, if he does come, as you say, it's, it could be a chance that it's his last Australian Open. What's a realistic expectation for Roger, given he hasn't played for basically 12 months? Really, in my, my mind, it depends totally on the draw. Because um, there's, there's been a bit of change. Was, the younger group were coming through really strongly um, post-September. So that, that's Medvedev, Team, Rublev, Tsitsipas. They've all sort of seem to have got over the fact that these, these greats have this massive aura and they're starting to beat them. So for Roger, he needs to get a draw that it gives, I guess, some of, of, of the old charge to him. Guys that he's got, you know, that, that psychological edge over, he knows he's going to get through. But if he gets back-to-back against a few of these younger guys and, and a tougher draw, and let's say he, he's in the same half, um, well, which he will be if either Nadal, Djokovic, and then get through to a final... That, that's going to be hard physically for him. So, you know, look, he did it a few years ago when we least expected. He came back from a bit of a back operation, hadn't played for months and ended up winning the tournament. But those three to four years uh, of miles in the legs might be a different story for him come uh, the AO 2021. 
you mentioned that young group coming through and we've been talking about this next generation for quite some time. They seem to be closing the gap every year, but uh, most of the time that one of the big three continues to win uh, major tournaments. What do you expect? I oh, know it's hard to forecast 2021. It's hard to forecast uh, anything at the moment, but do you ex- still expect, you know, Djokovic and Nadal to, to take some Grand Slam titles, maybe Federer, or do you think that changing in the guard is coming? Yeah, no, I do expect they're going to take them, but not as easily and, and not like all four, if you like. So it's a little bit of scar tissue for, for Novak, that episode that happened uh, at the US Open. Unfortunate for him, he got defaulted because he was, in my mind, going to win that tournament. He was the best player there by a long shot. But that let team come through. And all of a sudden, teams got a different strut to him. And he played a brilliant final this year at the Australian Open. Don't forget that, where... He almost had Djokovic in that final. So he's certainly a contender that believes now. Then you've got Zverev, who has also started to get to the back end of the slams. Took him a long time, but he's certainly better at it. Sitsipas, for me, is, is, is one that I think will win one, but it may take him a little bit longer. And then Rublev, a lot of the listeners won't have known him, but he... he's a huge hitter. He's a bit like the Bryson DeChambeau of the golf world. There's, there's no... <laughs> Not a lot of touch and feel, but there's an awful lot of self-belief and power in his game. And he won five tournaments in a very reduced season this year. So he's come through with, a, with another element of belief to him. So it's, it's not going to be as easy for those guys to keep getting through as it once was. And, you know, Nadal's age is getting up there as well. So he has to just maintain physical fitness and, and motivation to be able to stay there. So... Um, opportunities should arise. And I, I think this year we'll, we will start to see a little bit of a different result as we move through the four majors. Well, Todd, it's certainly going to be a different Australian Open next year, but uh, it's a great event and I'm sure tickets will get snapped up uh, very quickly, given it's about 25% yep. Yep. Uh, yep. capacity. So get on board. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, Julian, if you haven't got your Christmas present, you don't know what to do, quickly get online today. And, uh, and buy one to somebody because um, it'll be a unique experience. You, you'll feel like the Open is all yours with the, the reduced numbers that are there. But as we move forward, we're also hoping that, um, you know, the government restrictions might ease slightly and then more tickets will, will go on sale as we get uh, a little closer to the tournament itself in January. Fingers crossed. Uh, Todd, thank you so much for your time. Uh, have a great Christmas and we look forward to speaking to you again in the build-up to the Australian Open. Pleasure. Thanks, Julian. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.